You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the 1960s Reboot Podcast. I'm your host, Matt D. And today, I'm talking about My Favorite Martian, that classic 60s sci-fi comedy series starring Ray Walson, Bill Bixby, Pamela Britton, and Alan Hewitt. So let's go ahead and dive right into that classic 60s television show, My Favorite Martian. A human-looking extraterrestrial in a one-man spaceship nearly collides at high altitude with the U.S. Air Force's rocket plane, the North American X-15. The spaceship's pilot is a 450-year-old anthropologist from Mars. Get your ass to Mars. Tim O'Hara, a young newspaper reporter for the Los Angeles Sun, is on his way home from Edwards Air Force Base, where he had gone to report on the flight of the X-15. Returning home to Los Angeles, O'Hara spots the same silver spaceship coming down quickly, after which it crash lands nearby. Tim takes in the Martian, saying to other people that he is Tim's Uncle Martin. The Martian refuses to reveal any of his special traits to the humans other than Tim, to avoid both publicity and human panic. Tim agrees to keep the Martian's Earth identity a secret while he attempts to repair his spaceship. Uncle Martin has various unusual powers. He can raise two retractable antenna from the back of his head and become invisible. He is telepathic and can read and influence minds. He can levitate objects with the motion of his index finger. He can communicate with animals. He can freeze people or objects and he can speed himself and other people up to do any kind of work. Also, an inventor, Uncle Martin builds several advanced devices, such as a time machine that transports Tim and the Martian back to England in the Middle Ages. and other times and places, such as St. Louis in 1849 and the early days of Hollywood, and brings Leonardo da Vinci and Jesse James into the present. 
Another device he builds is a molecular separator that can take apart the molecules of a physical object or rearrange them. A squirrel is made into a human. Tim and Uncle Martin live in the garage apartment owned by a congenial but scatterbrained landlady, Miss Lorelai Brown, a former of Wave, as revealed in the first episode of season one, who often shows up when not wanted. You know, it's kind of interesting that every single 60s TV show where there's a neighbor, she always winds up where she's not wanted in her most inconvenient time. Hmm, can you say 1960s TV trope? The Martian and she have an awkward romance from time to time. But Uncle Martin never gets serious for fear of his, ult- his ultimately going home to Mars. She later dates a vain, cold-hearted, plainclothes police officer, Detective Bill Brennan, who dislikes Uncle Martin and is highly suspicious of him and his activities. Hmm, can you say another trope? Interesting items about the show is the opening title animation is very similar to the Lost in Space titles. All right, let's take a quick look at the characters. So Uncle Martin, portrayed by Ray Walton. Let's fast forward to the 1990s when he was the judge in Picket Fences. And of course, he was Mr. Hand in everyone's favorite 1980s teen comedy drama, drama comedy, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Uncle Martin has many special powers. As I've said earlier, all the uh, usual stuff Martians can, can do. He also has antennas sticking out of his head. Luckily, he can retract them so as not to be too obvious. Because, you know, walking down the street in modern day with antennas sticking out of your head, I think you can only get away with it in places like mm, Venice Beach, Hollywood, maybe Las Vegas, you know, places like that. Martin is a professor of anthropology who has been observing Earth for hundreds of years and knows more than more about the history of Earth culture than Tim does. He is also extremely witty. Tim is never quite sure when Uncle Martin will next employ his Martian powers, but he almost always uses his unusual abilities to get into the strangest types of trouble. All right, Tim O'Hara, portrayed by David Bruce Banner himself, Bill Bixby. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Tim is more of a straight man to Uncle Martin's hijinks throughout the series. Tim is a newspaper man that covers the flight of the X-15 that brings down the Martian spacecraft. Tim is a template for many future TV series straight man stuck in a fantastical solution. Case in point, take a look at Bewitched. Dick York, Dick Sargent, you know, but he was the straight man to uh, Tabitha's uh, witch. Then, of course, you know, there's the professor in Gilligan's Island. Now, in the first episode of the classic 60s TV series, Tim is astonished by Mar- by Martian, Martin, oh man, why would they name him Martin and a, Marsh and a Martian? It's so freaking slip of the tongue. So anyway, as I was saying, Tim is astonished by Martin's abilities and quickly realizes that his talents can cause some issues in his life. Now, one of the antagonists of the series, or is she a protagonist? Hmm. She's a little bit of a, uh, as I said before, a 1960s TV trope. The neighbor next door, the landlady, someone who's always sticking her nose in other people's businesses. This, of course, is something they carried on in several different television shows. And speaking of another iconic sci-fi Martian TV show, how about ALF? 
Isn't Alf kind of similar with that TV trope of the Akmonics next door coming over to, well, kept sticking their nose into, into the businesses of the Tanners? Hmm. Could that have been inspired by the 1960s classic My Favorite Martian? Maybe. So anyway, back to the character Miss Lorelei Brown, portrayed by Pamela Britton. Miss Lorelei Brown is a ditzy landlady to Tim O'Hara. Tim is always hiding Martin's hijinks from Mrs. Brown's nosy inquiries. Why, shoot, even in the first episode, Miss Lorelei Brown has to go in and wake Tim up because he's overslept. Now, there's a woman who's very nice and kind of helps out, but as the season goes along, she becomes more of a nosy neighbor. Next is Detective Bill Brennan, portrayed by Alan Hewitt. Introduced in the second season, Detective Bill Brennan becomes a love entrance for Miss Brown and is always turning up at the most inconvenient time for Tim and Martin, just narrowly catching some of Martin's hijinks. And of course, Tim always has to come up with some kind of excuse as to what it is Bill Brennan exactly saw. So that's the basic breakdown of the main characters for My Favorite Martian. Now let's take a look at what it would be like if we recasted and redid the series for the 19... Oh, I'm sorry, not the 1990s. If we recasted and redid the show for today's audience. And here's my pitch, my elevator pitch for a six-episode prestige format TV show called My Favorite Martian. Tim O'Hara is a roving reporter for the LA Times. While covering a news story for the launch of a new flagship space shuttle, he witnesses an unusual flash of light as something streaks past the rocket launch. On his way back home, Tim comes across a crashed UFO alongside a ditch and sees a bipedal creature stumble out of the UFO. Tim goes to investigate and sees that the creature looks very much like a human, except for his bright red skin and antenna sticking out from his head. Tim puts the creature in his car and drives him home with thoughts of a Pulitzer Prize running through his head. At home, the creature wakes up and has an interesting conversation with Tim. We learn that the creature's name is Martin, and he is over 200 years old and has special powers, one of which is to mimic anyone or thing he sees. Martin convinces Tim to go back for his spaceship so that he can repair it and get home. When the two arrive to the crash site, they see the U.S. Army has arrived at the crashed UFO and are in the process of loading it up into a truck. Martin tells Tim that he can't let the government get its hands on the ship and that it would change the whole of human existence. It would be like introducing Velcro to a caveman. The rest of the episode is a lengthy scheme to get the ship out of the hangar at Ellis Air Force Base. Martin and Tim manage to steal back the ship, but not without some consequences. Martin learns that some of the items were removed from the ship, and the next episode, the next episode consists of him trying to steal back his missing parts, all the while preventing Tim from getting arrested or anyone learning that Martin is a real-life Martian. The last episode of the miniseries sees Martin flying off to return home as Tim has grown as a character and has started a new relationship with his new girlfriend. After the credit sequence cliffhanger, we see a crashed U.S. space rocket on the planet Mars as hundreds of Martian bodies are lying on the ground, sick and dying. To be continued in season two. All right, so who would we pick for all these characters? Well, in my retelling of this, I perceive the classic uh, character of Uncle Martin being played by Victor Garber 
from TV show Alias and Legends of Tomorrow. Not to mention the character of Uncle Martin changes his appearance and can look like anyone else. So there'd be a lot of dual roles, and we could bring anyone else into the TV series to play uh, Uncle Martin. Case in point, uh, one episode he could end up looking like mm, Charisma Carpenter from Buffy Vampire Slayer or Sarah Michelle Gellar or somebody to that effect. It's a very fluid-looking character, so obviously we could bring in multiple actors to portray that character. Now, off to Tim O'Hara. Now, Tim O'Hara is a a a much younger-looking person. Uh, We're probably going to try to shoot for somebody in their late 20s, maybe early 30s. Somebody who is a... He's got a, a couple years of experience of being a reporter, but he's still kind of a little fresh, wet behind the ears. So we're looking at somebody like, mm, I'm thinking Dacker Montgomery from Stranger Things. He played Billy. I could see him as being the, quote, Bill Bixby, Tim O'Hara. Then uh, he, I think he's also got some great acting uh, potential to work alongside Mr. Garber for a nephew-like role now. Lorelai Brown, a.k.a. The Landlady, uh, originally played by Pamela Britton, I could f- I foresee a little older woman, but not like too old. Not like, you know, your daughtering, um, you know, Aunt May kind of character. I think someone a little more younger, a little hipper, somebody like, mm, I don't know, Daphne Zuniga from uh, that TV series Melrose Place back in the 90s, as well as Princess Vespa from uh, Spaceballs. She could definitely be a nice Lorelai Brown. You know, upper middle age, someone who's, you know, kind of seen everything, been through the trenches, and come on top and still has that uh, demure, uh, beautiful woman look to her. And of course, she needs her love interest. And the other bane to Uncle Martin's existence, Detective Bill Brenlin, originally portrayed by Alan Hewitt. Now, back in the 60s, detectives were a little more hard-nosed and looked like they've been kind of rough around the edges. But today's today's actors, they, they're, they're prettier. You know, they look nicer. So I would think my Detective Brennan for the, uh, the, the, the reboot, I'm thinking somebody kind of goofier, someone that you really couldn't see dating someone like Miss Lorelai Brown. I think he'd be more somebody that could humor his way into a relationship with her. So I immediately thought of that uh, comedic actor John Cryer from Two and a Half Men. I could see him as being a detective, Bill Brennan, kind of like, oh, gee, I kind of stumbled into Uncle Martin doing something crazy, and I don't quite understand what's going on. But in the same sense, I'm kind of suspicious. So he kind of would have like a dual role or a dual, uh, not really personality, but like always thinking because he's supposed to be a detective. Well, that's what I've got for the 1960s reboot of My Favorite Martian. Folks, if you've enjoyed the show and you want to hear more, go check out our website at the emcpod.net slash 60s reboot or check out the 60s reboot Twitter and Facebook pages. And hey, I'm always looking for talent. So if you have an idea for a great 1960s television show reboot, shoot me an email at the 60s reboot at gmail.com and I'll either read your email or reach out to you and maybe we can work something out where you could be a guest on our show. You never know. Your idea might just be a good one. 
All right, folks. Well, that's all I have for this evening. I hope you have a wonderful night. And yeah, I got nothing else to say. So let's just listen to the music and head on home. (laughs) 